Hello, my name 3301. Today's story comes from the Reddit user u slash the underscore bitch underscore is underscore here. This is the final conclusion to the now seven part series in the monster in your closet bt the reddit user the underscore bitch underscore is underscore here. There is a trigger warning on this episode. Trigger warning. I was on autopilot the whole time I was driving. Weird thing was, the whole time I was driving, there were no distractions. I didn't see any monsters, no hand took over the steering wheel, nothing. I only realized that I was lost when I passed by the same tree for the 15th time. I decided walk instead of drive, so I parked the car and threw open the door. I listened to the leaves and sticks crunching under my feet as I marched through the dark woods. There wasn't a single star in the night sky, but despite that, it felt suspiciously peaceful. I felt the cold, September air against my skin. I was just waiting expecting something to suddenly just jump out at me, but oddly enough, it never happened. I kept walking for who knows how long, until I saw flashing red and blue lights in the distance. I sprinted over to the source of the light, and found the cult I found earlier. This time, police were scattered everywhere, examining dead bodies. There were also a few other people there. They were holding huge cameras, and a few people had microphones and were talking. One officer was comforting the kid I freed a few hours ago. The kid was sobbing. I watched helplessly as the kid jumped at the slightest of sounds. The kid must have been traumatized by the whole experience. I snuck into an officer's vehicle, and waited for an officer to start driving. I waited there for two hours before an officer walked to the car and drove off. The whole ride was dead silent. The officer drove out of the forest, which took a few hours, and made it back to town. I looked out the window, and watched the sun rise. It must have been morning. Eventually, the officer pulled into a parking lot. When the officer opened the car door, I zipped out of there. I recognized the place as the police station. I started walking to where I knew the twins were. I thought about everything. Eventually, I thought of something that I didn't have the answer to. If I didn't kill them, then what was that weird red stuff on me? I figured that I would find out from when I discovered that cult, but I didn't. Maybe I'd find out from the officers. I eventually found the twins. They were watching the local news. But I froze when I saw what was on the news. It was about the cult in the forest. The reporters talked about the footprints that led to the bodies. When they showed the footprints, I recognized them as mine. They theorized that the footprints were from the murderer that killed everyone, and the murderer was a monster themselves. I got a bad sinking feeling in my chest, when I realized that they were going to hunt me down. They showed pictures of the cultists, and suspects, and I saw the picture of the lady in the pictures back at the uncle's house on the screen. I remembered that both the uncle and the lady had wedding rings, so my theory that they were married was correct. Was it possible that he killed his own wife because he found out that she was a member of the cult? I tried to keep calm, but I couldn't. I just killed all of those people and monsters. And I got one of the twins' relatives arrested. I sat down and hid, watching the twins. I sat there, 
watching the twins for hours. They were slowly starting to get better. I can tell because they weren't so jumpy anymore. Eventually, the woman walked in with a woman and a man. Since they both had wedding rings on, I could tell that they were married. The woman told the twins that the man and the woman were going to look after them. The twins and I followed the man and the woman to the car. I managed to squeeze in there. The whole car ride was silent, except the car radio that played music. The twins stared out the window, the man was driving, and the woman was on her phone. Eventually, the man parked in a garage. The home was in a nice, small neighborhood. The house had a modern look to it, and the yard was taken care of. The house looked beautiful. The couple and the twins exited the car, and I followed them into the house. The woman told them that they can take their luggage to the guest room, and the man went to go buy groceries. The twins went upstairs, and began unpacking. They put their clothes in their wardrobe, and put their things on a desk. I watched from inside the closet. The rest of the night was peaceful. The couple were really warm and welcoming to the twins. They ate dinner, watched some TV, and went to bed. The twins quickly fell asleep in the guest room. I got into a comfortable position, and went to sleep. I was woken up by shuffling in the closet. I looked around, and noticed something moving around in the closet with me. Maybe it was a mouse? I looked closer, and realized that it wasn't a mouse. It was my own shadow. It slid under the door, so I sneakily followed it out of the closet. It led me to the bedroom, where the couple was sleeping. It slowly morphed into a large monster. It a tiny bit see-through, and was about six feet tall. It had pitch black eyes. I quickly identified the type of monster. It was an impersonator monster. An impersonator monster can morph into anything. It can morph into objects, people, animals, even shadows. They just don't have the abilities the person, thing they are impersonating have. So that explains why my own shadow never went away, even at when there's no light. I slowly morphed into my real form. I towered over the impersonator monster. But even then, the monster didn't seem intimidated at all. I quickly grabbed the impersonator and quietly sprinted out with it. I threw open the window, and stepped outside, closing the door behind me. Who are you and? What are? You doing here? I asked. The impersonator stared straight into my eyes. I tried to put a brave face on, but I was actually terrified. I'm just the one who's been following you around. Haven't you been following your kids around for years? The impersonator asked. I remembered the red stuff that was always on me every time someone went missing, and put two and two together. You're the one. Killing them. Aren't you? I asked. You're part of. Cult. Aren't you? The impersonator did a slow clap that lasted for a couple seconds with a cheeky smile on his face. Yep. Murder is always messy. That's why there's always blood on you every time someone goes missing around you. And with the iron taste in your mouth. You sleep with your mouth open. The impersonator clarified. But. Why do you. Always. Go after. People that hurt twins? I asked. Because then you would be a suspect. 
The impersonator answered. Of course, I thought that an actual detective would be solving the case. Not you and a bunch of strangers on the internet. And yes, I know about those posts. Those posts are pretty much slander, you know. The impersonator rolled his eyes. But. What are you going to do? I asked. Kill the couple. The impersonator responded. But why? I asked. Because they are going to hate you after this. I'll make sure of it. The impersonator responded. I bet they already hate you. No. No they don't. I didn't want them to hate me. Yes they do. The impersonator started to turn around to go back inside, possibly to kill the couple, but I grabbed them before they went in. Shut up. Shut up. I yelled. I threw him on the ground, and kept on punching, kicking, and stomping on him. It wasn't long before they were severely damaged. After a minute or two, I finally stopped, and stared in horror at what I've done. I heard footsteps come from behind, and a door opening. I then heard a high-pitched scream. I turned round to see Addison and Andrew, staring at me. I was covered in the monster's blood. Addison. Andre. Go away. You monster. Andrew yelled. His face was red with anger. You murderer. Addison screamed while sobbing. I heard the couple come downstairs, but I'm pretty sure they haven't seen me, I was gone by then. I ran away from the house, sobbing. The twins hate me. I didn't even care that I wasn't even in my shadow form. It didn't matter anyway. While I was running, the twins' words kept repeating in my head. Monster. Murderer. They hate me now. They hate me. I ran for hours. Even though I was exhausted, I kept on running. I eventually found myself at the forest. I sprinted in there, not caring that I was getting smacked by the branches. I eventually slowed down, and I found myself at a river. I laid down, exhausted. I listened to the river, while a million thoughts went through my mind. I got the twins' relative arrested. I was getting followed by an impersonator monster all my life. And now. The twins hate me. I sat up, and watched the moon and the river. The river glimmered under the moon. The moon seemed to shine extra bright that night. While the sound of the river flowing was loud, it was also calming. I calmly listened to the river. I always loved water. If I don't answer anyone's comments, just assume that I'm dead. Thank you for listening to part 7 of I'm the monster who lives in your closet. Although I don't have a spine I do hope this story gave yours shivers. Tune in next time for an original story written by me, and until then have a lovely horror day.